Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Good evening, everybody. It's your wonderful host here, Joe Wu. Welcome to another Career Expert Live. Got a very, very special program tonight with none other than the hardcore closer, Ryan Stuman. He'll be coming on in a few minutes, uh, probably about five, six, seven after. Uh, It's going to be great to actually talk to him about sales and how to close the deal. Uh, Definitely one of the hardest areas for, I think, anybody to really um, to really work at is sales, and I've struggled with that for many, many years. Up until the last uh, couple months, I really made some good progress, and Ryan has been really, really cool to help to uh, to work with. So we'll bring him on in a little bit. Um, Want to get to the major news that's going on? The Republican debate is Thursday night, so get ready for some wild and fun action. Uh, it should be very interesting to watch uh, Donald Trump. And I think we'd all like to kind of hear some substance from the candidates and kind of see what everybody's thinking. I think one of the things that we've we've talked about before is what's Donald Trump's platform. We know obviously immigration is a big thing, but what specifically is he looking to do um, for jobs and to uh, bolster the economy? So we'll be curious to see what he has to to talk about. Some of you actually may have heard uh, what's going on with Puerto Rico. Um, They defaulted for the first time in their history. And basically what that means is uh, Puerto Rico is in jeopardy, similar to what has gone on in uh, Switzerland and Greece. But they paid 628000 to a $58 million uh, debit bill, and that's all they could pay. So it's uh, serious concerns moving forward for uh, Puerto Rico. So definitely keep an eye on things, watch the travel, and uh, watch to see what happens there. Um, USA Today and Wells Fargo survey came out on the economy about uh, a few weeks ago. And only 25% of the Americans right now have a good feeling about the economy. Uh, perceptions have improved, but the Americans are actually uh, wary, as, as they say. And I think people are still cautious in kind of an wait-and-see mode. It just seems like ever since uh, there's been some stimulus, people are really kind of sort of taking that wait-and-see approach and really not sure what um, what might happen. So everybody's just kind of sitting back. Um, but the poll also said 27% of the people said the economy is in a very good good state. And uh, the same percentage, that 27% as well, said it's poor and very poor. So that's going to be interesting to kind of see um, how things progress here, as we, especially as we get into um, the presidential race over the next uh, six to eight months. And 22% say the education system prepares uh, a skilled workforce. It's very, very low numbers. So really what that means is that people believe the education system is just really not doing what it should be doing. And that's a major problem. And I think obviously as we continue to move forward here and the career um, coaching that I'm actually doing uh, really is targeting that whole area, making sure people are able to make the transition successfully into the working world. And anybody who's in the working world, make sure that they uh, as well have a smooth transition if they move from job to job. Um, another interesting piece of news 
Uh, Sprint falls to number four in the mobile subscriber ranks now. And uh, what that basically means is um, you know, Sprint is starting to tumble, and uh, T-Mobile moved up to the third. So that's pretty pretty stunning. So we'll kind of keep an eye on uh, what's going to happen with Sprint. Uh, the Detroit automakers all saw a July profit. Uh, new vehicle sales for GM rose uh, 6.4%. Uh, Chrysler rose 6% and 5% for Ford. So it's interesting to see the numbers uh, for the automakers are improving, and hopefully we can continue to see that trend uh, for a very long time. Uh, let's go to the news on the daily job cuts. So uh, Walmart uh, Corporation is looking at 1,000 employees layoffs over the next uh, couple months. And from what our uh, sources are saying, they believe that uh, potentially 200 of those are vice president and above. Uh, so that's kind of interesting for a company like Walmart that really hasn't had a lot of uh, major layoffs. Um, obviously, things are changing there. Uh, Royal Dutch Shell, which everybody knows is the Shell gas stations, 6,500 employees are going to be laid off over the next couple months due to slumping profits. Uh, Alpha Natural Resources, a company we talked about a few weeks ago that had some, some major layoffs, uh, the news is that uh, people expect the Chapter 11 to following for bankruptcy. So that's going to be interesting to see what, um, what happens there. And uh, we shall see. Um, and we've got uh, Silverleaf Resorts, 203 jobs in uh, North Texas. Um, going to be cut. Uh, Fresh and Easy is a grocery store in Southern California closing 14 stores and Univita companies, 1,002 employees, uh, home care solution company in Florida. But want to actually bring on our wonderful guest, uh, the hardcore closer, Ryan Stuman. He's a man we've all been waiting for. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring him on the show now. Ryan, are you with us? I am, man. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Awesome, man. So, Ryan, we are actually live on our show. So, thanks for joining us. Just gave you a little bit of intro here, Mr. Hardcore Closer. Um, I was just telling our folks that um, you know, basically how I, I sort of really saw Ryan was through um, Facebook ads. And obviously, Facebook ads are a really big thing now, and it's it's a huge, I think, untapped area. I mean, people are starting to use it quite a bit, but I feel like there's a lot of um, misuse of it. And it's interesting because I was actually scrolling through my news feed on the phone like two in the morning one night. And I kept seeing this thing, this hardcore clothes. I'm like, what is this? I'm like trying to figure it out. And then, you know, I started looking at some of the videos. I'm like, wow, I'm like, this guy is really cool. Very original. Uh, you know, basically it says what it is. And I just started, you know, going to the site and, uh, you know, tell our listeners here that basically I, I wound up, uh, you know, contacting you for, um, I guess, a one-on-one for 30 minutes. And we actually chatted that night. And I was just blown away by, um, you know, the personal touch that Ryan has and, and how, uh, how he does things. So welcome to the show, man. It's it's great to have you here, and thank you so much for, for being a part of this tonight. Yeah, I'm excited to be on here, man. I, I know that you have some uh, important questions that you want to ask me tonight and get some honest answers to, man. I'm all about that. And uh, also, yep. man, I'm I'm excited for you because I've seen that you've, uh, uh, you know, got a hold of some of the training stuff that I've uh, uh, I've created, and, and you've seen some results already, and, and how my style is completely different than anybody else is out there, but for some weird reason, it works. So uh, exactly. I'm excited to be on here, man. Yeah, no, it's 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 great. And and for you know my listeners, I've, I've told everybody that basically, you know, I got laid off about eight weeks ago, and I'm been looking for a job, and I just went into entrepreneurship, and this uh, this whole career business has sort of been a uh, kind of on the side as I've been as I've been working it. And then a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago said, "Hey, get into the mortgage loan origination business," and it just seemed like all of a sudden all the all the stars were aligned, and then I saw your um, 
your uh, stuff on on Facebook. And I was like, wow, this all kind of makes sense. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, Ryan's stuff does work. I'll tell you, it's it's just. I think what what for me it really did was it gave me a huge amount of um, huge amount of confidence and it really just some of the techniques you just you forget so simple things and it's just the way the logical order is. It's absolutely um, absolutely amazing. But you know, like I said, I've seen amazing results so far and it really. Um, Really does some uh, some good stuff. So um, looking forward to taking my my stuff to the next level even further. So I'm, I'm excited. Cool, man. Me too, man. Excited for you because I know what happens. I've been in this business for a while, so uh, yeah, I know what happens. People people look at what I have to offer them and they take action, and, and uh, only good things happen from there. So the the taking yeah, action yeah. part's key. A lot of people buy my stuff yep. and don't take action, uh, but the people that do take action, they always hit me with that. Oh man, you changed my life. Story. Uh, I get at least a couple of those every day on Facebook, which is probably the coolest part of my day. Not probably, it is 100% definitely the coolest part of my day every day is getting those messages from people. Because oftentimes from people that I didn't even know. Like like you and well, I yeah, were exactly. connected. You saw an ad, you clicked on it, and here we are. Yeah, no, exactly. And and you're absolutely right. You know, people, a lot of people, and that's the biggest thing, taking action. And I think with yours, what really kind of made sense for me is just, you know, you post, you would post videos and you say, Hey, this is what I'm thinking, you know, in the parking garage and parking lot. And I'm like, this guy's just so real. And I'm like, it, it just really inspired me. And you just kind of talked about your, your story. So can you talk a little bit about your story? You know, you were doing loans for a while and you um, were, were basically uh, out of the, the industry and kind of coming full circle, I guess. You can kind of give our listeners a little bit of idea sort of, um, how you got started and sort of sort of what happened and, and what you're doing now. Yeah, so uh, my story is uh, a, a weird one, to say the least. I like to put it lightly or whatever. Uh, but uh, I, I uh, was washing cars, was invited from one of the car wash guests into uh, the mortgage industry, and uh, one day got mad at the car wash industry because uh, probably the Texas heat got to me finally. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, took the lady up that offered me the job and uh, went went to work for her. And within, like, literally a matter of two months, maybe three months, I was the top mortgage person in her company without any prior mortgage knowledge. Now, mind you, for the people listening, I didn't own a vehicle. It was paid off. It was actually, let me, I, I don't want to, like, let me explain that. It was my grandfather's gotcha. truck. It was my grandfather's truck, and he had passed away. And I had taken over the $150 payment for like two or three months uh, after he passed away to where I could get the truck because it was almost paid off. So the paid off vehicle that I had was, wasn't like I was balling at the car wash or anything like that. It was a paid off right. vehicle. So I didn't, I didn't have a credit card. I didn't have a mortgage. I had the only truck payment that I had ever made was in my dead grandpa's name. So there was like, uh, you know, like zero financial experience of mine. And at this point, I hadn't even filled out a loan application. Uh, like even oh, wow. for the truck, I just had the title switched over with a, a death certificate, you know? So, um, uh, and so this lady asked me, you know, to come work from the, in the mortgage industry. And I'm like, lady, you don't even know. I'm like the poorest person in this whole car wash. I'm <laughs> broke from the people that work for me. Second of all, I don't even have a credit card. So I'm not even sure what a loan application looks like. But despite all that, she thought, you know, her thing was, Hey, every time I come in here, you're trying to sell me something. So if you'll just take right. that same thing that you're doing here with car washes, and applying the mortgage business, you can't fail. And one day yeah. I got mad at the uh, boss and went there. So from there, I was really good at mortgages for a long time, man, for uh, from 2000. That was probably 2002, maybe 2003, up until 2010. Awesome. Uh, but because I have a, I have a felony uh, on my record, I don't even know if you're aware of that or not. And in 2010, yeah. 
the uh, the Dodd Frank Act made it to where my felony wasn't allowed to. It wasn't like a theft felony; it was just a drug possession. Uh, but whatever right. it was, they didn't want me to have a license uh, to write mortgages anymore, even though I had a stellar record and was on the top uh, 200 list. Like I was like not some small time guy or anything like that. Right. And about that same time, I was getting pretty pissed at the mortgage business. But about that same time. Uh, an agent, real estate agent that I worked with, approached me and said, uh, hey, man, you should check out the Internet. It's like the wild, wild west. You walk in the saloon. Nobody <laughs> right. knows who you are. You prove what's up. You take some money from them. It's like awesome, dude. You can gamble the whole nine yards. And I was like, but I'm not into gambling and stuff like that. And he's like, no, man, like marketing, the stuff that you teach, the sales stuff that you use to close our yep. deals, you can make a fortune off of that. And I thought, all right. So oh, he yeah. gave me. He gave me this, this like, at the time, he's like, I paid five grand for these CDs or DVDs or whatever in the world they were. And I was like, five right. grand, really? You got ripped off for some DVDs? Man, <laughs> I got Avatar back at my place, and I only paid nineteen ninety nine for it. It's got to be way better than whatever <laughs> you got, Ryan. And so, right. anyway, I checked it out. So I checked, the, you know, it was a couple of weeks, honestly, because I, I, but I thought one day I was like just chilling at the house, and I thought, you know what, 5000 dollars worth of dvds i need to check these out mike's a smart guy he wouldn't be leaving the real estate right. world to do some weird stuff and it was right. ryan dice's continuity blueprint i don't even know if that's even a relevant thing these days but it opened my yeah. eyes in a way that that was like it was like the idiot's guide to creating websites that convert and at the time it just opened my eyes so it sent me on this long tunnel and that was 2010 sent me on this long oh, wow. rabbit hole whatever you want to call it to where I have lost my entire life savings. I spent money trying to learn the, the, every program. I bought everything that I possibly could. And for about three years straight, that's exactly what I did. Every dollar I spent, every dollar I got, I spent it on more education. And within those yeah. three years, I got probably the uh, astrophysicist uh, degree <laughs> in internet marketing. <laughs> right. And that's how I wound up to be the... Uh, the person that you see in your news feed that winds up on your radio show today. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, and, and I think you bring up a great point too, just kind of purchasing education, really immersing yourself. And that's, I think one of the things sometimes I struggle with, cause it's like, man, I just don't want to spend more money. You know, I got to throw it at my business. And then, you know, but what I find is the more you kind of, you know, spend on, on the education, you immerse yourself, the better you get exactly like you said, learning as much as you can. So that's, I think that's one thing a lot of entrepreneurs don't do. You know, they're so tight with their money, and I get it, you know, because you're, you're on a tight budget. But I, I'm starting to see where, you know, you got to spend a little bit of money to, to get something. It's almost like, really, you got to spend the money to, to make the money in a way. In 2013, I spent $65,000 in uh, consulting, wow. mastermind, education. In 2014, I spent closer to 120. And uh, to, to, you know, educate myself, you know, Facebook ad programs, marketing programs, you know, high ticket events with smart people right. in it that I could learn from. And uh, and this year I've probably, this year I've toned it down a lot because I've pretty much run with everybody in the last three years. Yeah. And they're all my friends right. now, so they don't really charge me anymore because, uh, you know, right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm one of them, I guess, or whatever. And I'm in the yeah. girl boy click now. And uh, but this year I probably spent uh, twenty five grand, maybe thirty grand in uh, in in different educational programs. So That's so cool, even man. though I, I had a, a period where I ramped it up, and now don't get me wrong, everybody listening, I wasn't a rich dude 
that had $125,000 laying around. I would make $10,000 in a month. I would invest $7,500 in a Kevin Nations event. Or I would make, you right. know, $20,000 in a month, and I would invest, you know, 15000 of it into going to different events, the airlines, the hotels, the food, everything else involved. So, yep. uh, and, and the ticket price to get there. So it was like every time I, I made money, kind of like tithing, you know what I mean? You want to give back yeah. to the community that supported you to where you are. And then also Absolutely. I wanted to uh, continue to, to know the latest things. And anytime now I see something that I'm like, hey, wait, I could really stand to benefit from that. I just pull the trigger and buy it. I have some DVDs that were 2500 not five grand, but they were 2500 yeah. that I bought two months ago that honestly I thought was an online course. And then they sent me DVDs, and I don't have a damn DVD player. <laughs> My Mac doesn't even <laughs> have a DVD slot in it. So oh, wow. I uh, – uh, yeah, so I haven't watched them yet, but anytime that, like, again, I support the community, plus anytime that I think I can learn something, then I definitely pull the trigger, any kind of events and stuff like that. Yeah. But what I've learned these days is instead of belonging to, like, year-long masterminds and things of that nature, it's uh, easier yep. for me to pay somebody five or ten grand just to fly out and talk to them for a day. I can pretty much get any yeah. answers that I need within a few hours with somebody, and if i got to buy their time, that's fine. That way they don't owe me nothing, I don't owe them nothing, it's all good. No, you're absolutely right, and I think that's kind of what I've seen, too. The shift is a lot of people go to the programs, and they kind of get a little bit out of it for a couple of days, and then you know, what I see the most part now is a lot of people just saying, hey, you know, I'm going to go right to the source. I'm going to pay a couple grand and get a lot of value out of it. So, you know, you're absolutely absolutely right there. It's good stuff. Um, so so what would you say, you know, your, your greatest challenge uh, has been? You know, I know you obviously transitioned from – from being in the mortgage mortgage industry, you know, you had that challenge. Would that be your greatest challenge or is there anything else? Just kind of getting this business up is, is even a bigger challenge now to you? So uh, my biggest challenge in the beginning of doing this was nobody – I wouldn't say nobody, but majority of people didn't believe me. One of my very first – so I was at a uh, retreat uh, that I paid like twenty five grand to go to in um, April of 2013. And uh, part of that retreat, a good friend of mine now, first-time acquaintance then, A.J. Robertson, introduced me to, like, Facebook ads. And he's no – like, he's an expert, but he, he runs a fitness business. So it's something completely different than me. But, he, dude, you have all these videos. You have all these, like, websites that you created that you're, like, that are just sitting out there. Let me put you together. Right. And he did that and showed me how to run some Facebook ads. And the first thing that I told people – was, hey, if you're not making $10,000 a month as a loan officer and you've been in it more than six months, you should quit. And the reason yeah. why you should quit yeah. is because you suck at it because it's an easy job to make that <laughs> amount of money at. And here's how you can do it, not even getting off of Facebook all day. And people right. lost their minds. But but XYZ coach said that I needed to make 50 phone calls a day. But I've been knocking yeah. doors for 20 years now. It's like, yeah, man, you're still doing a million dollars a month. Congratulations. So... Uh, it yep. was really hard, and, and people doubted me. There, I had a weird name, Hardcore Closer, which is unfriendly yep. in today's terms, but it's a pattern interrupt. Everybody wants like yeah. this Joel yeah. Osteen message, and I'm not that guy. Uh, uh, Joel right. Osteen's right. for everybody. I'm only for some people, and I, I yeah. get that. That's what I, and, But I'm me, and just like he's him. And so yep. uh, people didn't like the name, but the truth is, between me and you and whoever's listening, the name Hardcore Closer didn't come from me being like some extreme a-hole uh, salesperson. Right. The name Hardcore Closer came because I actually registered it as a joke. My friend and I 
we're sitting in the office one day at this title company, and this lady, these little old ladies had closer written on their business cards. And they were like, you know, 90-year-old lady, blue hairs, for real. You know what I mean? And so we're like, they would come around, and they would hand us their cards and try to get business from us because we were in the mortgage business. And they would say, you know, well, we're closers in the title company, but to us, man, closers meant somebody that could go upstairs and, like, argue with the underwriter and come back down and, like, pop their collar and close the, the loan. You know what I mean? It yeah, wasn't, yeah. It wasn't an order taker that just handed you a blue pen and told you to sign here. But I, I get it. That's, That's their industry term. So we were like, man, these old ladies, they're like hardcore, man. They're like hardcore closers. <laughs> and we literally yeah. registered that domain so that we could take pictures of them and be funny. Like, hey, check out this closer. Oh, she awesome. just bought down a pencil deal. And it, it, anyway, it's like. Isn't that funny how that it, works, though? You know? Yeah. It is. And then somehow people started calling me that because I started this. The, the blog, but then I just started making it about loan officers and stuff like that, you know, and, and different sales tactics. And then people started calling me that. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, that that's the name of this blog. And at the time, it wasn't even a company. That's the name of this blog. My name's Ryan. I'm not the hardcore closer, but all this time now, right. you know, five years later, people have just been like, you know, hey, closer. And that's just somehow became my name, yeah. which is cool. I'm not arguing. I could have a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a, sure. right. Yeah. And that's a cool name. You know, because I think from, you know, for me, it's like somebody who hasn't really been in sales or has kind of been afraid of sales. You know, you hear, you know, the term hardcore. It's like, wow, okay, this guy, you know, this guy must really be, you know, the, the toughest guy out there. And then when you start listening to your work and your, and your products, it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's basic straight up stuff. And it's organized very well that, you know, if, if you're not, you know, starting to make money, if you're not starting to close sales, then you know, like you said, you got to get out of the business and you're not, it's not for you then. But I mean, the stuff is very good, very basic and it, it just, it just works. Cool. Yeah, you know, and uh, and that's the thing is it, it helps. That name obviously helps because I do sell how to sell stuff. But as you know, going through my stuff, nothing I teach is like you could be like the worst salesperson on the planet and have no experience and right. be scared to freaking death to talk to somebody. And you can listen to my stuff and go, wow, that really makes sense. I could do that. Okay. And that's the way I design everything. It's like, hey, if I was a moron, and I'm not saying my stuff's for morons, but I, I know that's right. what works. It's like because – I was a moron in this business at once, right? Like, I didn't know. Once yep. I watched Ryan Dice's continuity blueprint, I was like, wow, that's how the Internet works? I had no idea. Yep. All I knew was that you push a button and send an email. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. So talking about, you know, people in, in sales, I mean, because obviously, you know, I, I've been – I worked in the credit card industry for a while, so we did a lot of sort of hard and soft sales at the end of each call and things like that. You know, our reps would do that. So what do you what do you see is the biggest mistake that people make when they're trying to sell or close the deal? Um, man, that's a really good question. Probably the biggest mistake people make is not setting the proper expectations. Uh, yep. I think that the sale begins with market research. When you realize who it is that you're selling to, see, we we jump into whatever business we get in, and we think, well, I'll, you know, everybody's a prospect. And that's not true. Yeah. You know, even me, I'm in the mortgage business, and you might say, well, every loan officer is a prospect. That's not true. I'm, right. I'm, uh, some people that, like yourself, you you said, hey, it's very well organized. Someone that doesn't have, and I, no offense, someone that doesn't have ADD and doesn't need it broken down the way that I does goes, this is the most cluster thing I've ever seen in my life, right? But, but there's right. certain <laughs> people like you that get it the way that I deliver it and say, hey, this works for me. This is how I needed to receive it. So – I yeah. think the the biggest mistake that uh, that that people make when they get into business is trying to uh, you know please everybody or trying to sell to everybody. If yep. you'll start 
figuring out who exactly it is that you can close, that you work best with, that gets the best results from whatever it is that you sell or whatever it is that you do, and you focus on finding that person over and over again, it's almost like you don't have to close them. You know, Uh, when people hit me up to buy my stuff all the time, they're like, hey, man, I'm already going to give you $500 or $1,000. I just wanted to make sure that this is the thing that fits this need, right? They're they're already pre-sold. And and the reason why is because I know my message is for a certain person. Now, there's other people that send me messages, and I get on the flip side multiple of these a day that's like, your stuff is – you're an idiot, and I can't believe anybody would ever pay you. How do you live where you live? And and I get that right. too because they're a different mind – it's not even a different mindset. The way that their brain puts yeah. uh, puzzles together is different from the way yours and mine does. So, again, exactly. I think that right. the, the easiest way to close somebody is make sure you're in front of somebody that you can close to begin with. Yep. No, I, I agree with you. And, and I think that's the thing, too. I think a lot of people, you know, they, they get into the stuff. And, and, and that's, I think, for me, like when I was kind of go down this path of entrepreneurship, I'm like, all right, you know, my target market's everybody. I'm like, no, wait a second. You know, you can't go. It's not for everybody. You know, business is not for every person. You got to really define it. And, and, and like you said, you know, map it out very well. And, you know, you'll, you'll figure out who your target audience is. And, and like you said, you know, you're talking to them, you're having those meaningful conversations, and then you really start to uh, start to engage them. You know, when you kind of show up to the close, it's it's like kind of an automatic thing. You know, it really is. Yep, it is. So, right. uh, average person watches so, me for eight months before they buy from me. And I've got eight oh, months wow. watching them get my emails, Facebook posts, uh, seeing me in groups, seeing me everywhere on social media that you could possibly imagine. That way, when they, they do finally make that decision, they're like, wow, this guy's everywhere. He must really know something. I wonder if I could be everywhere like that. Then other people yeah, send me yeah, well, and they're like, "Dude, quit following me! I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I yeah I probably was maybe maybe like a couple of days or a week, and I I just you know because the way I look at it is if I find somebody I'm like all right let me do a little research on them kind of see where they are take a look at their products and and I was just sold on it right away I was like wow I'm like this just stuff really makes sense and you know it's exactly kind of what I needed and and I think a lot of people I think a lot of people too I mean they they look at sales and it's amazing how you get so freaked out and I, I can, I can see why, but how do you get somebody to just sort of, you know, relax with the sales? Cause I'm sure when you get people like, Oh, I can't sell this, I can't sell that, you know, and, and they're already kind of talking themselves out of the game. So how do you kind of get somebody to kind of just calm down and say, look, it's not that hard. You know, here's what you got to do. So, all right. So when someone joins the military and they come from, let's say, well, I, I live in Dallas, Texas. It's a bad example. Even though it's a big city, it's a bad example. Uh, let's right. say they come from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And in Philadelphia, it's a huge city, and they got gun control and don't have a whole lot of guns that, you know, that, like we do here in Texas. When you join the military, what's one of the first things they're going to teach you? How to shoot a gun. So yep. if you don't know anything about it, but you want to serve your country, you join the military, you go through boot camp, you learn how to shoot a gun. If you've never handled a rifle ever in your life, by the time you get out of boot camp, you'll know how to strip that thing in the field within a matter of seconds and be able to pull the trigger against your enemy without thinking about it because they will have, through repetition, removed emotion. Okay? Yep. And so, again, let me repeat that. Through repetition, removed emotion. So the, the more that, that you practice on drawing on people, the more that you practice on exercise shooting and things of that nature, that when you're in a combat situation, you don't have to think of this friendly fire, just like the American sniper did. He was going to kill that little kid. You know, right. and he, there was two scenes in that movie where he was going to shoot somebody under the age of 13, that, and he yep. shot one of them. It had to be done. 
emotion would have got in the way of doing that, but he knew that that was what served what he was doing and the people that he was there to do his job for the best. So the same thing goes in sales. Not that I am comparing a salesperson to a a, a military or veteran person in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, that's not the same, but I just want to give that disclaimer because I'm a very proud American (laughs) and I I love vets. So, uh, but in the sales force, a lot of people blow sales because of emotion. They get emotionally wrapped up. The borrower gives them some kind of objection. They take it personally. The borrower gives them some type of objection. They think it's real. The borrower gives them some type of objection. They start feeling empathy, sympathy, those types of things for them. When all it is is bullshit to begin with. Sorry for my language. I don't know if you're sure the famous time, but I get a little fashionable. No, we're we're open for language, so we're good. (laughs) What I've been able to do is in, in what the best salespeople do is they remove the emotion from the equation just like the American sniper that needed to pull the trigger on the kid. When you know that it's in your client's best interest, it's your best interest on your end and theirs to shut them down on the objection. So a lot of people get emotionally involved and end up blowing sales. The more that you'll repeat sales process, like I've got a program I think that I gave you access yeah. to it actually, where yeah. if you – you listen to this stuff every single day of the month that you go into work. Then once you run out of the, the programs, you listen to it again. At the end of the time that yep. you listen to it, two or three months down the road, somebody says something, you have an automatic comeback, and you're like, oh, wow, where did that come from? Just like you've seen endless movies in Hollywood where at the end of the scene, the guy's like, wow, I can't believe I just shot that guy. You know, yeah, it's like no, the exactly. emotion was removed from. So the same thing, you'll have the sales rebuttal. You And if you have a process, as a salesperson, this is what took me from a good salesperson to uh, I'll die as a legend. I promise you that in the sales industry. <laughs> but what took me there was somebody putting a process together for me that allowed me to remove the the fluidity and, and, and being scared and, and the anxiety and everything else and put me together to have a system of checkpoints that I walked each, every single person through. And not a script, but a system that allowed me to walk yep. each person through that it, at that point I knew they were going to say something and I already had something back for them because I have practiced it as much. Now that doesn't come overnight. It takes repetition and practicing your craft. It takes repetition to get in front of the people over yep. and over again. But I think that's the biggest thing that causes loss in sales is being emotionally involved. The sooner you can re- remove yourself emotionally from the equation and you can let the customer be the emotional one that you can it's almost like a keto. You can use that against them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They start getting yeah, their feelings exactly. involved. You just like stand up and like, oh, hey, you're on the floor again. Come here. Let me pick you back up and close you over here. Yep. In a way, you're unflappable. You got the confidence and you're just kind of showing that. And I agree because as I started to kind of get into this and I've done the practice, it's like once you strip away the emotion, you feel more confident and you just really seem to be more prepared and you don't lose that edge because I think, I think you're right. Once you kind of have that you know emotion in there then, you know, you get distracted by it very easily. So I, I agree. I think that's, that's, that's an awesome, uh, awesome piece of advice. Really cool. Yeah. A lot of people miss out on that. They think they, they, they think that, man, I, I said the wrong thing or whatever. It's like, no, nah, you let the client say the wrong thing. Cause even in cars, like, let's just all admit it. People, people don't like mortgage brokers. People don't like insurance brokers. People don't like car salesmen. Now they deal with them and they're a means to an end but they don't necessarily like them. Even real estate agents, they don't necessarily like them. They're a means to a car or a house or being able to use that car or house, right, in the case yep, of insurance. Exactly. So, the, you know, once people stop making it about themselves and realize that the person has an emotional reason why they're, they're purchasing that product too, no matter what it is, right? It could be a car stereo. Yep. It could be a computer. There's always a reason. And once you sell to that reason, your closing ratios will go up. 
But again, you have yeah. to. There it starts back with the, what the, you said in the beginning is we have to know our prospects and know the reason that we can solve for them, know the problem basically that we can solve for them. Yeah, and, and I think you're right too. I mean, I, I see so many people, you know, now that I've become more aware of, you know, sales and, and selling and closing, it's amazing how many, you know, salespeople, they won't shut up. You know, they just keep talking, keep talking about the product. And it's like, it's like, you know, you haven't even really figured out what, what you're trying to do here. And it just amazes me. I, and I've seen it, you know, I've been at car dealerships or even in the store when they try to upsell you and oh, we got this great product. Then they go on for five minutes and you're like, okay, I'm done. I got to go. And they don't even talk about how it's going to benefit you. So I, I, you're absolutely right. I see that as a huge, huge problem. Well, man, you know, I'm training a new sales guy uh, working for me right now, selling to the car industry because he has a car industry history, so he speaks their language. It's hard to sell what I sell without knowing the insider language, right? Like if you were yeah. going to sell what I sell to loan officers and you don't know all the language and regulations, they'd be like, well, how are you going to help me? You're going to get me totally fired from my job for violating stuff. So right. I try to find people that, that have experience. And so I'm training him the other day. He went through the whole like, well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Once he got off the phone, I said, man, if you ever tell anybody who you are, even your last name doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's right. not even about me, right? These people are calling for leads about me. They don't necessarily even expect to talk to me. They expect to talk to somebody, but they do not care about you. They don't care that you've sold 100 cars. They don't care that you've sold 10. They don't care that you have 50 years experience or that you have zero years experience. What they care about is their problems. So the next time, instead of yeah. talking about you, you ask them what's up with them. And here's how you yeah, do that. No, and I took them through the process because a lot of people, again, you talking about how many years like in the real estate world, they say, oh, I have 10 years experience. Well, the average agent does three deals a year. So 10 years experience, you've sold 36 homes. I have at least 15 clients right now that did that two weeks ago. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Sold 36 That's homes awesome. in two weeks. So That's it's, awesome. it, it, you know, it's, it's all relevant. And I, I think that when people try to sell themselves, it's wrong. What you really have to search for is what that person wants. Uh, for for yep. example, someone someone uses a real estate agent or a mortgage broker. Do they want to borrow money from the bank, or do they want somebody to negotiate and write contracts on their house on their behalf? No. What they want is a house, and those things are roadblocks on the way to get in that house that they just have to deal with if they want that house. So the sooner you start selling the reason why they want that house and the things and the reasons why they need to be in that house the less you'll have to argue with the rate, the less you'll have to argue with what your commission is, the less you'll have to talk about right. how the industry works and all this other stuff because you'll say, hey, oh, you're relocating for your job purposes? Well, check it out. I've got a moving company, electricity concierge company. I've got yep. XYZ that can put this in place. All you'll have to do is show up, snap your fingers, pay this price, and we'll have you same way unpacked that you were packed. You'll never even realize that you moved stuff. You have a new change of address. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's amazing, too. Like, one of the, the things that, you know, I've done and I've seen people forget is just to ask a simple question, you know, like, and I've even asked people, so, okay, so what is it that we're looking to do for you today? And you get the answer, you know, right there, wow, I'm looking for this. You might have to fish around a little bit, but it, it's amazing how people just forget the questions and go right into the products. And, hey, we got this great program. We got that great program. It's like, well, what, what are they looking for? What are you looking for to do today? How can we help you? It's amazing how people miss that. Yep, exactly. How can we help you? Not, hey, let me tell you about my history. Like, nobody cares. They didn't come yep. to buy you. They came to buy a car, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's like get out of your head and sell, you know, and, and work with them, educate them on how, on how you can help them and what kind of best product. Because then you, you could potentially have a lifelong customer. Somebody's going to come back to you, word of mouth, they're going to refer other people, and then, you know, things really blow up very well for you. Yep, it's that easy. 
Yep. So one one question for you too is like if somebody's interested in in your products, you know, Ryan, can you kind of tell people where they can go and sort of what are some of your basic products? Like if somebody's really interested to kind of get uh, to get involved with you, you know, where do you go and and what are some basic things that you offer? So first, number one is go to the hardcorecloser.com uh, blog and and subscribe. There's if you just wait two seconds, a pop up's going to show up. Just enter your name right. and email in there, and uh, you'll get the latest blog posts from me, uh, latest webinar promotions, stuff like that sent right to your email. Now, listen, I'm not one of those per- people that sends an email every single day saying, hey, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. I'm not that guy at all. Uh, you'll only get quality content with an occasional sales pitch from me. Uh, that's just how yep. I roll. Uh, people buy my stuff all day, every day, and just like the people that are listening to this that never heard of me before, some of you will be customers six to eight months down the road from now because you'll have seen my expertise and how it can help you and everything else. So first and foremost, subscribe to that. It's absolutely free. The second thing yep. is on that hardcorecloser.com, after you've subscribed, there is a uh, products list. And uh, it says, you know, programs for sale or something like that. It's a tab that says programs for sale. And uh, you'd think I'd pay a little bit better attention, but we just changed that this morning. <laughs> it used to say buy my shit That's and – and yep. since we're advertising so heavily, uh, some of the Google, Twitter, Facebook clan does not like cuss words, so I had to switch it up. Uh, if I'm going to continue uh, yeah. to advertise, I got to clean my act up. They're 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 politically correcting me, Joe. They really are. Uh, my old blog post had a lot of f bombs and everything else. I can't do that anymore. Either it's just uh, I'm dying over here, man. I'm, I'm becoming Joe, no, even though I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> but, but once you go to the programs for sale tab. Uh, there will be all sorts of stuff. Now, listen, I've got stuff from $27 to $20,000. The $20,000 yeah. stuff's not even offered on that website anyway. But I'm saying there's no excuse that if, if you read the quick description and every one of them has a free video and all sorts of other stuff yeah. before you even have to buy it. It's not like just, you know, here's your info, now send us some money. There's a lot of free information on that site. Each one of those programs for sale there from $27 on, has like videos attached to them that are free first that show you what we're going to talk about, explain the program and all that stuff and give you an idea because I want to inform you before you make a buying decision, but hardcorecloser.com is my hub. It has everything. 70,000 visitors last month alone. Uh, and, and, and a lot of people go there. A lot of people trust me. I have a, uh, I'm number one for a lot of search terms on Google. I'm obviously in people's news feeds on awesome. Facebook. Uh, it's trusted. We, we, I, the one thing I do not do, which is different from me and everybody else that sells this kind of stuff on the internet is I don't offer money back guarantees. And again, with, when you take some of my sales stuff, you'll understand why. And you'll also understand how to do that yourself. And again, it only comes to setting expectations. The people that were thinking about getting refunds, they don't buy my stuff. Why? Because they know they can't make that work. So we just avoid right. those people altogether. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah and the we'll way to make sure a one sale is to uh, eliminate yeah, no, all the objections right. up front. Yeah, no, that, that's another great point, too. I was just going to ask you about that, and, and I think that's another great point is just get through, you know, the objections up front, and, you know, obviously you see a lot of the stall tactics, tactics and things like that, so I, I agree with you. It's just getting feel up out front, and, you know, when you kind of show up for even, even the closing, let's say, in a mortgage loan, you know, all the questions are answered, you really solve their problem, and, and, and even a lot of things like I'm doing right now, trying to get some, some speaking gigs and things like that, you get all the stuff out front. I mean, it's just amazing how the rest of it just, and I hate to say it this way, but it seems very easy. And I've noticed that as, as I'm getting all the questions out, all the objections out front and sort of getting past 
those those barriers, it, it, the rest of it just it really goes downhill very quickly in a good way. So, well, we're designed as humans to follow the leader. Some of there's yep. two types of people born on this planet: followers and leaders. We need both. There's nothing wrong with being either one, and there's nothing wrong with being a situational leader or a lifetime leader. So a situational leader may be someone who's not a leader in every other area of their life that doesn't have a big following and people like, you know, singing their praise and stuff like that. But when they step into that closing box with whatever they're selling, a situational leader takes control of that situation and says, here's my advice. Here's why yep. I'm an, not about me, but here's why I'm an expert. Here's why this is best for you. Here's why you should close right now. Here's my offer. Like a situational leader can do that. Now, there's lifelong leaders, obviously, that can do that as well. But we, we right. have situations where a lot of times people want to make a decision. They're trying to buy the stuff that you're selling from <laughs> Exactly. Them. The only problem is you won't take them by the hand and go, listen, you see this? This is what you need to buy. And they it's go, right okay, I'll them. buy it. Yeah. Cool. I just needed somebody to tell me. The other day, I was at Best Buy. There's like 15 computers there. I needed one of them. I needed one of them. But this one's got X, you know, it's like a, 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 like, there was no, like, master computer. Or I would have just dropped cash on that. There wasn't like a, yeah. this one is like the super-duper Lamborghini Aventador version of computers. This is the one you need to buy. There wasn't something like that. It was this one had more gigs yep. of this. This one had more RAM of this. And it was a bunch of freaking, you know, and I just needed somebody to go, hey, man, this is what you do for, oh, cool. Well, here, buy this one. I, I I would have done it, but instead I spent 45 minutes there asking a bunch of questions to the dude that if he would have just fi listened to me and told me what it is that I needed, yep. we could have been out five minutes. I was willing to buy, but again, he's telling me, well, let me tell you about my expertise. I worked for Apple for five years. I don't give a shit, man. Uh, I want a yeah, computer. Exactly. Right. You know, you, you want what you want. You know, you already kind of know what you want. That's why you're there. You're obviously coming there for something, and it's like just get you in the right fit. Exactly. Agree with you. Yep. Cool. Well, this is this is yes, very sir. very good. I really appreciate your time. So the last question I I like to ask my uh, my guest is uh, something very personal. So um, let's say right now uh, you're sitting in front of your 20 year old year old self today. Um, what would you say to that younger self right now if you saw your 21 year old self? Man, that's a funny question uh, because at 21 I was sitting in prison, so right. that's a little different for me than most people. Uh, sure. And it right. was hot because uh, it was the summertime about this time when I was 21. And uh, right. so the advice that I would give to myself would be, hey, man, this ain't the end. But use what got you in this situation to get you through the rest of your life legally. And so the reason why right. I say that is 21 years old, we're trying to figure out, should we go to college? Should we go? Should we should we graduate college? You're already in there, right? Should we graduate college? Should we go yep. into the career field that we do? Should we chase our dreams? I'm looking out my window of my penthouse apartment right now. I'm seeing that the art institute's right next to me here in Dallas, very prestigious awesome. school. But I see, but I see the people that go there. They're they're just like, uh, for lack of a better phrase, they're people that that they don't know what they want to do. They're just kind of artsy, so they're hoping that this will give them direction. But that's not what it does, right? Right. So at 21 years old, I wish somebody would have said, hey. That same entrepreneurial spirit that led you to selling drugs, that made you want money, that made you want to help people feel good, that got you in this situation, use that to help people feel good in a, an, another situation, to help people make money in another situation that will help everybody in a situation where they don't wind up in this situation. 
And so, exactly. you know, at 21, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I was sitting there thinking, hey, when I get out of here, I'm going to go wash cars. Right. I ain't going to sell drugs no more because this obviously isn't worth it, but I'm going to go wash cars. Yep. But now that I'm 36, looking back, I would have just said, hey, man, the faster you use the same way that you networked and marketed your business on the street selling illegal stuff is the same way that yep. you can do just about any business in the world, use those talents yep. for good. But that's pretty much what I did anyway because I, I, cool. uh, I hadn't stepped out of line since then. I learned my lesson. I'm one of those people like, oh, wait, oh, so that's the consequence. Well, if y'all would have told me this up front, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and that happens to a lot of people. You know, people just you – know, things happen. Life happens, and that's what I say. And obviously everything happens for a reason. So obviously you look at where it got you today. I mean, it really taught you a lot of stuff. And you look at it, and you, you see where it's at. So that's that's awesome. Good stuff, man. It's an education, man. Some people grow up with Ivy League parents that live in the rich part of town. Uh, most people grow up like me. Uh, that are uh, dudes that grow up in like what quote unquote like the middle class, which is really the poor white part of town. Let's just be honest and call it what it is. And so, right. uh, you know, I, I wasn't blessed with a college fund. I knew that my parents couldn't afford to send me through college, so I went on a self-destructive path. Uh, but I used, I, I somehow through the the just knowledge and taking action, I used it, that same energy that channeled me to do things the wrong way in the beginning to to help people like yourself and, and thousands upon yeah. thousands of others at this point. So cool. Very good. Well that's all we have, Ryan. Really appreciate your uh your time. Uh, thanks so much for uh, for joining us today. Great stuff and uh glad we got to learn a lot about you. Yeah man. Hey thanks for having me on dude and uh I appreciate it man. Any chance I get to talk about not really what I do, but talk about some of the knowledge that I have and share it with other people. I'm all about it, man. So I'm honored that you even thought of bringing me on a show that you have and having a guest. And, and uh, I appreciate you bringing me on here. And hopefully everybody that listened to this show at least took one little nugget of something away that will help them. So. Yeah, no, I think we got a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. And I had a few people text me some stuff. There's some really good pieces of information. So thanks again. And uh, we'll definitely be talking soon, man. Appreciate it. Cool, cool man. Thanks for having me on. Have a great evening, yep. dude. Yeah, take care, man. I'll see you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. Hardcore closer Ryan Stuman. Very powerful stuff and uh, amazing to hear his journey from uh, being on the street, you know, selling drugs, getting into prison, and uh, getting out and turning his life around. It's an amazing story. So uh, glad that he's doing well and life is uh, looking very up for him. Wanted to talk to you guys about Johnstown Tech Support. Johnstown Tech Support is the place to go for all your tech needs. Johnstown Tech Support believes that computer support should be affordable to everybody from families for small businesses. The owner, Kevin M., decided to start Johnstown Support because he saw a need for affordable computer support. They provide fast and friendly service for your needs, such as residential and business, computer services and sales, new computer setups, secure wireless network setup from home and business, network and VPN setups for home and business, Data recovery for those accidentally deleted files, which we all do. Desktop and laptop sales and computer hardware supplies. And Kevin and Johnstown Tech Support has a remote desktop support that's set up. So you can be in any part of the world right now and get support from him. So contact Johnstown Tech Support today at 888-364-3862 or visit them at the web at johnstowntechsupport.com. And uh, if you mention the radio show here, you get 15% off remote support. Uh, from Kevin. Uh, I've worked with him previously in uh, in a lot of engagements, and he's very good, very knowledgeable. So uh, look him up, and uh, he'll be happy to help you out. So that is all the time we have for tonight. So join me next week, same time, same channel for another show. We'll be posting who the guest is, 
And we appreciate your time, and thank you for listening, and thanks for being a part of the journey. Good night, and live amazing, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh. All right.